A Dog in the Dark It was the first day of the book tour. David had been rewriting his novel for six years before it was picked up by a publisher. The world would never know, but the so-called brilliant words he pasted upon the page were not his own. He had been dictating for his dog, Alan, who was unable to type or write with a pen due to his lack in digits. David and Alan began communicating the morning after Alan's third birthday. Alan woke up early, thirsty as can be from the surprise steak that David had given him the night before. As David poured the water, Alan barked. What is it, boy? asked David. Would you mind dropping an ice cube in the bowl to chill my beverage? David jumped, spilling the water everywhere. He had heard of dogs talking to humans. Son of Sam was famous for it. What scared him most was that he shared a first and last name with the serial killer. How his parents had made such a careless error he would never understand. They were from Brooklyn too, in the 70s when Sam was committing his murders. I'm not going to tell you to murder anyone, said Alan. I just think after three years of ownership it's time you know I like my water chilled. David, or really Alan's book, was a Shakespearean tale set in the times of cave dwellers. One tribe ate Mastodon, the other rode Mastodon as a mode of transportation. In between, a boy and a girl from each tribe fought to maintain their love, writing their feelings in secret code along the cave walls. There was no dialogue in the book, as both David and Alan decided it was likely these creatures didn't have advanced language. Marking over 300,000 words, it was a very heavy yet heady text that was rejected by over 200 publishers before it found its way into the hands of Jane Champion. Jane was a peculiar fellow who strongly believed in evolutionary psychology above all. It left her critics believing she was a bit misogynistic, despite the fact that she considered herself a strong feminist. It was her idea to revolutionize the book tour. She deemed the Pantheon of the Mastodon to be quite mentally ill. In her eyes, most people didn't like mental illness. But 20% of the population was. If somehow she could tap into that market and capture all those bodies and all those families and all their friends, they could make millions. For this reason, David and Alan were to tour the country visiting psych ward to psych ward reading excerpts from their manifesto. The night before the book tour began, Alan asked if he could take a nighttime walk without the leash. David was hesitant to let him run free, but felt Alan deserved a little freedom for his hard work. So... They walked outside and Alan immediately took a piss. It shot out of him like demons from a church. As they were walking back inside, a dog barked. Alan barked back. Then another bark. And another. Before David could do anything, Alan ran out of the yard into the street and was hit by a Buick. David ran over to his broken buddy and wrapped his arms around him. Both were soaked in blood. Do the door, David, said Alan. How can I do it without you? asked David. Do the tour. For me. So it was the first day of the book tour. David hadn't slept and so the patients in their gowns looked like ghosts to him. Most of them looked half asleep. One of them was chewing on their collar. Another one was screaming with the pains of an incessantly barking dog. A nurse had to come by and give him a geodon shot. This quieted him down bringing him into a very deep sleep. David realized the gowns didn't have pockets. These people didn't have money. Which one of them was going to buy his book? He stood up to ask Jane when she pressed him back down into his chair by the shoulder and stood before the table. 
Her gait was wide and her hands were on her hips. She looked sort of like a superhero, but David felt in his gut that she must be a villain. Hello, my mentally ill friends, said Miss Champion. Maybe you're bipolar. Maybe you're anorexic. Maybe you're just depressed. There are all kinds of reasons you might be in here. You may wish you could find your way out, but it is your lucky day to be in. You will be the first people ever to hear pages from the god-tier novel, The Pantheon of the Mastodon. These words will change you. They will help you grow, yet to be proven. But for some, they may cure your mental illness. So what do you say? Who's ready to meet the one, the only, David Berkowitz? Jane stepped aside as the girl with the cutting scars on her wrist clapped aloud. David had no idea what Jane was talking about. The Pantheon of the Mastodon was a love story of biblical proportions. It wasn't going to cure anyone's mental illness. All it did was get Alan killed. That poor dog. That poor brilliant dog. David could still feel the blood seeping into the pores of his skin. He was one with Alan now. They were a melding of souls. David opened the book to page 47 and read the passage where the man and woman first meet. The man watched the woman from the woods. She and her tribe were cooking mastodon legs in a fire. The particular mastodon they were feeding upon was once the man's pet. He wanted to kill them all for taking away his love, but when she bent over, all the blood in his body shot to his loins. So much blood left his head that he actually passed out. The thud resounded to the tribe and they sent their weakest member to check if it was a tiger. The tribe believed if it was a tiger, they were better off losing their weakest member than their strongest. She walked over. One of the patients groaned. David looked up. The man was smacking himself in the face with his toothbrush. One of the nurses came by and stabbed him with a needle and stuck some geodon in his arm. He fell asleep like the last guy. What is this? yelled David. What is this? Who are you people? Are any of you even listening? Do you know how much work my dog Alan and I put into this book? We worked on this book for six years and he died last night and I don't think any of you would even give a shit. Two shits, three shits, three shits, four. Oh, Alan. Alan was a small dog, but he used to shit so much. And boy, did he know everything. Hell, I didn't even write this book. This book went from God's mouth to his ears to his mouth to my ears to my pen. Do you follow me? Seriously, are any of you going to buy this fucking book? I mean... Before David Berkowitz could knock anyone else out with his words, a nurse stabbed him with a geodon shot. He fell straight to the ground. It was the closest he'd ever felt to being hit by a car. Except he didn't die. He spent about six weeks in the ward getting ECT treatments twice a week. Jane Champion visited him every day, but he never remembered seeing her. When he got out, he learned there was no book, and Jane was just his sister. Still, Alan was alive. He couldn't talk. He couldn't ask for ice cubes, but at least for David Berkowitz, his best friend was there. A Dog in the Dark is a story that if I referenced every single thing in it, I'd probably have a 14-minute long commentary, which is twice as long as this 7-minute story, so I'm not going to do that. Plus, there's stories about myself and people I love and people I care about that I feel like I need to protect their privacy, so I'm not going to discuss it publicly, but if you want to know more, you can email me. Like I said, and I guess I'll delve into it a bit more. 
Uh, the big thing about this story was Son of Sam. Son of Sam was a serial killer in Brooklyn in the 1970s, and his real name was David Berkowitz. And my last name is Berkowitz, and my family's from Brooklyn in the 1970s. No, we're not related, but it's a very weird coincidence. Uh, I felt like it tied in with these stories because Son of Sam believed, thought, that his neighbor's dog was telling him to kill these people. And that's crazy. <laughs> So I thought that would be a fun little thing to do to have a guy whose name is David Berkowitz have his dog talk to him. Another connection in this stuff is just about me writing books. I've written three books, one for myself, one couldn't get published, and one I'm still trying to get published. Uh, yeah, I mean, none of them were inspired by my dog or told to me by my dog, though this collection of stories, like I said, was inspired by Oliver, so I guess in some way Oliver did tell me how to write this story. Not really, I'm not talking to Oliver, but you know what I mean. He's giving me some encouragement by just being around. Uh, yeah, like I said, if you want to know more, you can email me. But uh, yeah, the next story is called The Happy One. I wrote it because I felt like the first five stories were depressing as hell. And I needed something that was just a little happy. I mean, I think A Dog in the Dark is pretty funny sometimes. But uh, hap The Happy One is just goofy, silly Adam Sandler humor, I think, all the way around. Eh, not really exactly Adam Sandler humor. It's just kind of, you know, an immature humor a bit. So, yeah, if you uh, enjoyed this and you enjoyed the last few stories, please check out The Happy One, which is up next, number six. <laughs> 